Hey everybody, welcome back to Arts What's Know. I'm Benjamin Arts, and uh, this is just a podcast sharing some stories to hope that uh, helps benefit other people's lives, share experiences of uh, what to do, what not to do, and how I've uh, made my life better from a lot of my mistakes, and how I've made my life better from good things that I've done too. So, it's been about a month now um, since I had one of the most heartbreaking but um, heart-happy, happying weeks of my life. So about a month ago now, almost to the day, my uh, second daughter was born, Frankie, and um, <clears throat> it was it was a magical day. Um, we were going in just for a routine uh, checkup at the at the midwifery where we had our baby, uh, we had Frankie, and um, basically when we got there, the uh, they said that um, my wife had dilated and that the baby's coming tonight. On the same day, I also got an email from uh, our landlord telling us that uh, we had to uh, basically move uh, or get out two, two of our dogs and two of our cats. So the backstory to that is, yes, we were in the wrong. We, I was not supposed to have any more than our little dog. One dog and one cat at our apartment. Uh, me being me, uh, I believe that rules are there to be broken or fractured <laughs> just a little bit or twisted or bent. Uh, so it was my own fault. And um, we kept it under wraps for a good two and a half years. You know, our dogs don't uh, do any destruction and stuff like that. But our next door neighbors um, didn't like our dogs. And uh, so they wrote an email, which they're perfectly entitled to do to the, to the owner. And uh, we were told that uh, basically we had to get rid of two of our animals. So when the day that uh, the baby was coming, my heart was bleeding because uh, anyone who knows me, they know how much I love my dogs. My dogs are like, my, they're my family. Uh, they're our babies. I don't look at them any different. Same with our cats. So I was able to, uh, you know, with our cats, they're outdoor cats. So they were, we just have the window open. They can come and go as they please. There's food and stuff like that. So the cats aren't really an issue, but the dogs, for my neighbors were a big issue. So um, like I said, I had no hard feelings towards them. The bad thing was is that we had an open communication. I used to talk to them all, all the time. They never once let on or told me that the dogs were an issue. And if they had of, I would have been understanding and I would have tried to find a way to make them feel a lot better about our dogs. But, uh, you know, to sort of sneakily go behind our back and not even um, talk to me about it, I was a bit hurt by it, you know, understandingly. And like I said, they didn't do anything wrong. Um, They were looking after their family, which I totally agree with. Um, But I was very hurt and it felt sort of, Felt not stabbed in the back is not the, not the word, but um, I just felt it was very cowardice not to uh, you know if I had an issue with someone I'm going to bring it to their attention. Then if they don't do anything because we've um, brought it to their attention, then I totally understand why you would go to the owner or go to seek um, help from above, so to speak, uh, to get things sorted out in a better situation. So a bit of, felt like it was a bit of betrayal, but uh, such is life. So on the same day that we had our baby. Um, so blessed that we were, you know, my heart was torn because I didn't know what was going to have to do with my with our dogs. So with the dogs, one of them is a, uh, a one-year-old German Shepherd, and she's a little bit crazy, but she's beautiful. And the other one was a, is a three-year-old blind pit bull. Now, I know no one's going to want a blind pit bull, 
um, and he needs a bit of work, but him and I are very bonded and I've put a lot of time and effort into him, so I know his moods and I'm still training him as we go. It's been a process because of being blind, he's always scared. So I knew that someone would have to be very special to take him, otherwise he was gonna get put down and that was breaking my heart. And then also because my whole family is very bonded with the German Shepherd, she's like our baby, the only option was to put her into a uh, shelter and um, then she was gonna get adopted out to another family and that was really heartbreaking as well. So the thing was, and then how it twisted and turned, is that I have a friend who, uh, who's an amazing person and she's got a, a, a dog shelter, a dog adoption agency, so she has up to 70 dogs in her kennels at one time and she does um, adoptions on the weekends. Uh, the Lovejoy Foundation, they're beautiful people, fantastic. But Erin uh, and I have worked together and she's helped me out so many times with our dogs. Um, I didn't want to burden her again, so I was going through other, other avenues to try and um, get my dogs situated and try and find a new home for them that I could then eventually get my dogs back. Little I know that the dog, uh, what is it, the, the, the dog kennel shelter industry in the US or in Southern California is a very small uh, community and there's a little bit of competition going on. So she's hearing on the grapevine that someone got ad adopted dogs from her and it's very important that she finds the right dogs with the right homes and that they're forever homes. So um, when she found out it was me, she was very hurt that I didn't come to her first, which I totally understand. And then secondly, it's a hit on her reputation, having a dog go into a home that can't, shouldn't have been at a home, and I didn't tell her that. So once again, I was in the wrong. So out of that, then I end up hurting uh, a very loved friend of mine through just not coming to her first. And because I didn't go to her first, because I didn't want to burden her, it was actually the worst thing I could have possibly done. So it was the third thing out of a short span that hopefully or should have been one of the greatest uh, weeks in times of my whole life, there was three, three heartbreaks uh, all happening at the one time. So uh, in the end, uh, after about three or four days where we couldn't find the dogs at home, I uh, have a client who lives two doors down from our house and she said that the dogs can stay there. So out of a bad case scenario, the best case scenario happened where I can still see my dogs 24 seven. Um, I can go there anytime. I still walk them at three, oh, about four, four, four thirty in the morning every single day. They're only a stone throws away. Um, they've got a now. They've got a yard to, to play in. They can freely roam in the yard where here, where I live. They had to be inside, and I had to take them for walks a few times a day. Um, they're safe. They're together. Um, we can, like I said, we can see them at any time. So. Um, that uh, that brought a lot of um, healing, but the only problem was is that because we we're very attached, and I like my dog sleeping next to my bed every night, so uh, it took them a fair it took them about three to four weeks to adjust to their new living arrangement. And so for the first week, I would come home after visiting, and I'd visit them four or five times a day, um, and I'd come home every time crying, bawling my eyes out um, because I felt like I'd let them down. But even though they, they understood and they were safe, they also, um, you know, where's dad? Where's, where's mum? Where's, where's Charlie? You know, where's Olive? Where's our, where's our cats? You know, they, they don't know that they haven't done anything wrong and they've gone from living here to 
the next minute they they don't see us you know so that was a big adjustment for them one of our dogs wasn't really eating and that took about three weeks before she started eating back to her normal self again uh, the pit bull was fine he's been through rough situations before so he adjusted quite well but the german shepherd being only a one year old one and a half still a bit of a puppy she was pretty confused and a bit stressed for a while and that was that was hard and it's only been the last week where she's um, back to her normal self, like 100% back eating, and um, and that makes me feel a lot happier. But uh, they're very loved, uh, and they're in a better situation now. So out of bad comes good, and then um, you know, and then we're finally reconnected with my friend again, who I upset and hurt, and uh, I apologised about a hundred times, and I'll probably apologise even more. And uh, she's, she's understanding and we're back friends again and I'm very grateful for that because um, she's been amazing for us and um, I love her dearly. So um, that was that and then I haven't even talked about uh, my beautiful baby daughter. So um, that'll be at another podcast because um, I'm going to share the experience of being in the room with my wife as she gave birth to our baby with uh, no epidural, she did it 100% natural, and uh, how amazing my wife is, and how incredibly strong, um, and her pain threshold is unbelievable, but what an amazing experience, and I got to see my baby's first cries, um, her first latch on, um, it's just an amazing experience. So I'll share that in my next podcast, but I needed to tell the world that out of bad comes good, you just have to ride through that storm. Um, so in the week that was very heartbreaking, um, it all ended up pretty well in the end and um, I'm very blessed to have great friends and a lot of love and support around me um, and especially in my times of need. They all stand up and uh, I'm very blessed. So I hope uh, you enjoyed that story. <laughs> uh, it's just a nice little vent for me and um, what I hope you all get out of this is just uh, trust in the past, still be a good person and the more you are a good person in your time of needs, people come and they, uh, they're there for you and they can help you out. Have a lovely day, Benji out.